Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of this podcast. Today I was going to talk about social media and homeschooling and how we can use it for our good and also how we can avoid the traps that come from social media in our homeschool. Now, I recently wrote a book called Real Homeschool, Letting Go of the Pinterest Perfect and Instagram Ideal Homeschool. And that book was really based on not necessarily um, any kind of negativity towards social media, although the title sort of makes it sound like I'm going to bash um, social media throughout the book. It's really not that. It's about... um, getting back to focusing on God's standards for our life and our homeschool and not what the internet has portrayed as the ideal. Um, So in writing that book, I did a lot of thinking about social media and, you know, how to use it wisely, because I don't think there is a problem inherently with social media. I think that it can be used um, definitely for good things. There's a lot of purpose in using social media. It can be very beneficial, but there are also many traps that come from it. You know, when we start to, um, number one, spend too much time there, or when we um, start to base what our family should look like based on what we see out there on uh, social media and pictures and things like that. So there's a couple of different um, you know, sides to this whole thing. So I just wanted to talk about social media and how we can use it wisely in our homeschool and how to avoid those traps that come with um, social media. I put up a picture yesterday on Facebook on um, my Simply Living for Him page, and it said, studies have shown that being on social media too often increases feelings of depression, anxiety, and discontent. I am pretty sure there aren't studies with those same results about being in the Bible. In fact, it may have the opposite effect. Think about it for a minute. There are studies out there that have shown that when people spend too much time on Facebook or, you know, there's so many different outlets nowadays, Instagram, Twitter, um, Pinterest, and all the other ones that are out there that I don't really use or know about, but I know they're out there. Um, You know, when we... (laughs) spend too much time there, it actually, and these are studies that show this, it actually leads to feelings of depression, um, feelings of being discontent, uh, and just overall down feeling. And, you know, why is that? Years ago, when we did not have all of these things to, you know, to know really what everybody (laughs) in your social circle and their friends and your distant friends and your friends from childhood and your friends from, you know, that you worked with 10 years ago and your friends from high school 20 years ago, you didn't know what everybody was doing at any given moment. It is such an amount, uh, an information overload, and it's a huge amount of information to be able to take in. And in the one hand, that can be really good. I mean, I think it's really cool that I can connect with family members that I normally wouldn't be able to show pictures of my family. I can be able to connect with people from childhood or, you know, whatever it is. But I think because it's always accessible and it's always there and it you know can sort of become 
too much information that we're filling our minds with. Um, one of the things that would be really, really helpful, I think, is if you designated your social media time to just certain times of the day. Not, you know, when you're bored or when you need to fill in five seconds with something. You know, I, I find myself, I'm standing online at the grocery store. So what do I do? I start flipping through my phone. You know, years ago, we just stood in line at the grocery store. We didn't have to entertain ourselves. But it's like, it's what we do. We're, we're feeling like we need to fill up any moment. And it really just becomes a lot of noise. I mean, really, I'm standing in line at the grocery store. Do I need to know what somebody from my past is doing with their children at that moment? You know, it's crazy. So designating, you know, a time once a week where you can go on Facebook and sort of catch up with everybody. I think that would be a really great way to be able to still connect with people. Yet it's not the constant bombardment of connecting with everybody. Um, so that's one way that you can use it, um, you know, just in general in your personal life. And as far as homeschooling, social media can be very beneficial. I mean, when I started homeschooling, um, we're on 10 years now. I didn't have Facebook, and I didn't have a lot of the resources that we have available now. And in a way, I'm pretty glad about that because I feel like my whole first few years of homeschool were hard enough I would not have needed to add all these extra pressures because there's a lot of information out there that can make you, especially as a new homeschooler, feel really inferior and really inadequate. And, um, and it's not meant to. That's the thing. I don't want people to think that, um, you know, like I said, social media is bad. Inherently, it is not. It can be very encouraging. It can be used for good. But... It's what we do to ourselves. We're our own worst enemy. If we can look at it and sort of look at it through a filter of, well, this is a great idea. Maybe I can apply this to my family rather than, oh, wow, look what they're doing. And I'm not. I'm the worst mom in the world. <laughs> you know, there's a big difference of how we can apply that. But as a new homeschooler, I would say to limit as much as you can, because it's just too much information. You know, find a few like blogs that are really helpful, that would um, be helpful to follow that have to do with maybe the learning style that you're choosing. You know, if it's a Charlotte Mason type website, because that's the type of homeschooling you're interested in, or if it's classical or eclectic, or, you know, your unschoolers, you know, maybe find some resources just in that area. Because actually, I think what can happen is, if you're reading so many different things, you don't even know what type of homeschooler you are. Because one minute you're like, yeah, I'm totally into Charlotte Mason and that's how I want to do things. And then the next day you start reading all this stuff about a really structured homeschool and it sounds great. So then all of a sudden you're like, well, maybe I should do that instead. Forget this Charlotte Mason. And you, you know, you, then you instill this plan and this really structured schedule. And then you end up looking at the unschooling website and you think, you know what? This structure is killing me. I think I'll just unschool. Let me, that sounds great. These kids are learning by doing and they don't have books and they're outside every day and they're doing field trips. I'm going to do that. And before you know it, you don't even have an identity because you're just identifying with whatever you're reading for that day that sounds good. Because you know what? All of these different types of homeschool, um, learning and, and methods are good. They all have different things that are good about them. I could look at any method and pick out really good things about each one. 
but I have to really figure out what overall method or what um, type of homeschooler I want to be for my family. And that really only comes from God. That only comes from what does God want for my family? Because he wants certain families probably to homeschool one way and other families to homeschool another way. He has a specific plan for each family and for their homeschool. So I can't get bogged down by going you know, and looking at what everybody else is doing, because what's going to happen is I'm just going to look at what's successful about each one and try to mesh it all together. And each one is so different. And each one is not necessarily meant for your family. So really you need to, and I say this all the time, but you need to pray and you need to seek the Lord in what he would have um, for your family and not what everybody else is doing. Because like I said, everybody's going to, you're going to see good things about every different type of homeschooler. Same would go for curriculum. You know, and I, I talk about this in all of the sessions when I'm speaking, and I've talked about this in my books because I've been through it. My first few years of homeschooling, and this was before I even had like a ton of social media. There were maybe a few websites I went to. Um, I I remember getting a lot of books out of the library, believe it or not. You know, there wasn't a lot of um, internet um, social media sites then, but I do remember with the curriculum, for me, it was the catalogs at that time. The catalogs would come in the mail. That CBD homeschool catalog would come in the spring and I would just sit down and pour over it and like lock the door, everybody out. I'm, you know, looking at all this homeschool curriculum, but because there's so much available and so much of it is good, you know, we can get really bogged down with the choices. So again, once you find what is working for your family, stop researching, stop looking, stop keep, you know, uh, seeking and, and keep looking out there for more because there's always going to be something that sounds better and there always is something out there that is better. But if something is working for you, then just stick with it. It's very easy to get bogged down. It's very easy to take your eyes off of what you are doing in your family. If something isn't working, by all means research something else but be careful not to get bogged down in you know uh, hearing about something and thinking well that sounds good for them maybe I'll try that because all of that inconsistency is not going to be good in the long run number one for you as a teacher and number two especially for your children because you'll constantly be switching things on them you know God's got this he called you to homeschool he is not going to let you fail. We cannot limit his power. I mean, we do not do this on our own. He is the one who will enable us to homeschool. We will have good days. We will have bad days. And through it all, he will work. We will have good curriculum. We will have bad curriculum. But through it all, he will teach us and we will grow and we will learn. Um, We cannot limit God through a curriculum. Can we really say that, you know, unless I have this be all end all curriculum, which there is none there, you know, there's all good things about all of them. And there's many that have flaws, but there is no be all end all. The only way we can assure that we are going to be successful is not through finding the perfect curriculum. It's through seeking God and knowing him and letting him lead us. He is the key to our success in our homeschool. It is not the curriculum choice. It is not the method we choose. It is not our ability. 
He is the key to our success because if we are seeking him and putting him first in all of our decisions and we're praying every single day over our homeschool and we're knowing him more in his word, he is going to honor that and he is going to bless us and he is going to bless our endeavors. Do you really think he would call you to do this and then let you fail? No. So while it is important to seek out good curriculum for your children and what's working, that only can come secondary to seeking him first. Um, And remember, someone else's success has nothing to do with ours. I feel like so much of social media causes us to sin. It causes um, envy. And sometimes we don't want to admit that, but we'll be scrolling through our Facebook and we see, you know, we're having a bad day. And then we see, you know, our friend from co-op is having the perfect homeschool day and they've made crafts and they have pictures of their neat homeschool room. And in turn, we internalize that. But someone else's good day should not affect us. We should be rejoicing with that person. We should be sharing in their joy because we're sisters in Christ. And we, it says that we are to rejoice when others rejoice and cry when others cry. We should not let social media cause us to sin. And sometimes I think that we can even um, stumble by gossiping in our own mind. We don't even need anyone in the room. We can be scrolling through social media and in our mind we're thinking, oh, why are they doing that? Oh, look at that. Oh, look at her. Oh, that's terrible. Do not let social media cause you to sin. Do not let the internet cause you to gossip, to have negative feelings about others. Um, We need to honor God in our behavior and in our thoughts. And we need to take those thoughts captive. And we need to say, this is not honoring God. This is not how I am supposed to think about my brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, We should not internalize other people's success. We should not let it make us feel bad. You know, those studies I was talking about earlier, those studies are probably because these people are feeling depressed and inadequate because we are noticing all the good things about others and um, internalizing it on ourselves. And that is not the way it should be. If you find yourself doing that, then you need to be off the social media until you can deal with your heart more. Um, You know, seek God in those things. Ask him to help you use social media properly. You know, we're raising the next generation. They're watching us in our behavior. And it's very important that we're not during our homeschool day or just in general, um, you know, giving the message to our children that we are on social media and um, that it's, you know, what everybody else is doing is more important than them. I mean, I found myself doing this and thinking to myself, what kind of message is this sending? You know, when you're over there and your child's doing math, so you say, well, they're, they're working. I'll just, you know, scan on my phone for a little while. And then they're like, okay, mom, I'm ready. And you're like, yeah, one second, one second. What is that telling them that what other people are doing at that moment is more important than you? Because really face it, what are we really searching and scrolling through? It's just like endless information about what, uh, what other people are doing, pictures or whatever. And I don't want to ever give the message to my children that other people are more important than them. And, um, 
you know, stop and look in their eyes. Don't have one eye on the computer and one eye on them or one eye on the phone and one eye on them. Stop and look them in the eyes and let them know that real life and real people are more important than what is going on beside the screen. Um, We want to choose God's word over the world's words. And I talk about this in my book. And, um, you know, Romans 12, 2 says that we are not to be conformed to the patterns of this world, but we are to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And that transformation takes place when we are studying God's word and we are filling our mind with his word. It will literally transform our minds so that we desire less of what this world offers. We desire less of... um, the patterns of this world, which right now seems to be, you know, the social media, everybody's on social media. Um, We desire that a little bit less. We should desire his word more than the world. And we should desire him first. So um, filling your mind with him, you know, I always say the rule I have in the morning is that no words go before my eyes until his word has gone before my eye. I have to read my Bible first in the morning because I want to set my focus on things above first and not on earthly things. I want to set my mind on his word because it focuses me before I am to start my day, before I am to go into social media or the internet. And it just, um, puts your priorities in check. And if you're filling your mind with his word first, like I said, the desire for those other things becomes less and less. Um, We want to choose God's word over Google, right? We don't want to teach our kids that um, the world has the answers. We want to teach our kids that God's word has the answers. God's word has more information than we will ever need that is found over in Google, right? I mean, God can direct our steps. God can teach us his ways. He teaches us the truth. Once we have that in our minds and that first in our life, everything else will fall into place. Um, We do not need to go seeking. I find that the internet is such a distraction and it it causes people to feel like they're always seeking for something. Well, maybe there's, you know, like an answer out there, or maybe there's something I'm going to find out there. Well, you know what? The internet has been around for several years now and we're still seeking, right? What if we use that time that we aimlessly seek? I'm not talking about like using the internet for good and truly searching, you know, useful information, finding the information and then putting it off. I'm talking about the useless and endless scrolling that happens when we're just sort of numbing our minds and looking for something and we don't even really know what it is. You know, we're all over Pinterest or, um, You know, Pinterest is full of wonderful ideas, but I really, I can't go on there. It just is such a distraction and such a time waster for me. Um, If I'm looking for something specific, then I will go on there and try to find it and then be done. Because honestly, I can go on there searching for a map for my children. And before I know it, I've printed out, you know, planning sheets and outer space sheets and recipes, and I've never even printed out the map, you know? So you need to um, really be aware of your time because it can, you know, in a society where we always say we have not enough time, we wish we had more time in our day. How on earth are we finding all this time to scroll through the internet, whether it be Pinterest or Instagram or Facebook? or, you know, whatever you use, um, 
we need to not be just endlessly scrolling because that's where that depression and discontentment comes in. And like I said, we're raising our next generation. They're watching us all day home because they're homeschoolers. They're watching our behavior. We need to set limits. Go on the internet at certain times of the day. You know, it could be once a week because Honestly, do you socialize? Are we supposed to be socializing all day long? But that's what we're doing on Facebook generally. We're socializing with others, even if we're not saying anything. We're reading what everybody's doing or saying or conversations or pictures. But that's crazy if you think about it. We usually, we used to set time to socialize, right? We'd make phone calls in the evening after work or after our school day is done. We set coffee dates and times to go see our friends. But with Facebook, it makes it like you can socialize any time of the day. So really, if you can set a boundary and say, you know, after dinner time will be like my social time on social media or early in the morning, or but not until you've read God's word, <laughs> um, you know, before school starts or just on the weekend. Why not just make social media just for the weekend? Because if we are socializing all day long, something is going to um, give on that. Something is going to uh, end up being put on the back burner. And we don't want that to be our children. We don't want that to be our homeschool. And we certainly don't want that to be God. Um, I've said this before, but really social media, like I said, inherently it's not bad. We ourselves, what we do with it is, is where we can determine if it's a positive thing or a negative thing, because, um, Honestly, self-control, it's a fruit of the spirit. The internet is not the problem. It's our own self-control. So the more we're in the word, the more we're studying, the more we're seeking God, you know, we will be um, bearing the fruit of the spirit. And one of those things is self-control. And we will be able to have more self-control. We can't just give up and say, oh, the internet's bad. I just need to go somewhere where there's no internet and that'll stop me. It's not that. You just need to have more self-control. Set limits. Don't go on social media during homeschool hours. It's not that difficult. Um, but we're easy to blame the social media on our distractions and say, well, it's such a time waster. It's such a distraction. No, you have the control over how you use social media. You know, I love social media for many reasons. Number one, yes, you can find an abundance of information if you use it well. Number two, you can share the gospel with people that you would never have come into contact with. I can share posts from my blog. I can share posts or pictures or whatever it is on my social media that reaches thousands. I mean, as a blogger, I look at my um, some people will look at their, their statistics of how many people they reach because they're blogging to make money and they want to know how many people they reach. But honestly, I look at my reach sometimes and I think I have just reached 50,000 people this week. Did I use that for good? So I want to use social media, you know, knowing that I have access to these people that I would never have access to in real life, I'm going to make sure that every word I post honors God and that I am sharing the gospel and that I am reaching people for Jesus because that is an amazing blessing that you can reach people like that. So when we look at it for the good that it can be, it's an amazing tool. But when we use it of course, you know, as humans with anything, we can ruin it <laughs> when we look at it and we use it um, too much or we abuse our time on there, then obviously the effects are negative. Um, 
So social media, it's not going anywhere. So we need to learn how to deal with it. We need to make it a part of our homeschool, but look at it in a way that it needs to be used properly. Um, and I think if we use it properly, like I said, and it's amazing blessing, I will be talking so much more about social media and about, um, you know, keeping it real because that's another whole aspect of this is not just showing the good stuff and understanding that what you see sometimes is just a snippet of somebody's life. I mean, it's hard. You see a picture of me I may put up of my um, children and you don't know the backstory behind that. Why I'm putting that up because I want to share it with, you know, a family member or just because the joy it brings me because of where we were a year ago or something. There's always a backstory. So anyway, I talk about all that stuff in a new session that I'm developing for the spring season when I'll be speaking um, at Teach Them Diligently. I'll be speaking at the End in Mind conferences, and I'll be speaking at my own retreat this summer, the Simply Living for Him retreat in the beautiful Gettysburg uh, Lodges at Gettysburg in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. I hope you can join me for that. I am telling you, I am so excited about that weekend. The views alone from this place will make it worth it for you. It is such a beautiful setting. The place sits high above a hill and the the views are just breathtaking of the countryside. It's a great place to get away, to unplug, to distract, I mean, to get rid of the distractions um, and to just seek the Lord for, you know, two days while we learn and we fellowship together and we pray and we worship. And I am so excited about that weekend. Please check it out on my blog because the, uh, at simplylivingforhim.com, click on the button for the retreat because the prices are going up at the end of this month and the early bird tickets will be sold out at the end of this month. So you will need to, um, if you want to come, you will need to get that soon and space is limited. I hope to see so many people there because I think in this time, um, so many of us need to just sort of decompress, to recharge, to renew. So I hope you would join me for that. So I will be speaking about this topic a lot that weekend. And I will be speaking about this topic, like I said, um, when I am traveling to the conventions this spring. So I hope to see you out there. Um, I'd love to see you on my Facebook pages. You could come over to Simply Living for Him on Facebook and continue the discussion. Also check out Bible-Based Homeschooling on Facebook or the website, biblebasedhomeschooling.com. Subscribe to the newsletter because I update daily with different resources for the homeschooling family that I find that are um, on sale or budget-friendly or just when I find good resources, I share them there. And um, again, Simply Living for Him has all the information about the retreat and anywhere else that I'll be speaking this spring. I would love to see you out there. Um, so let's, you know, let's use our social media wisely. Let's honor God in our use of it. And uh, let's simply live for Him. So thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse, and I wish you blessings and joy.